Good evening and welcome to The Drive at Five on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio station. I'm your host, Roman. We have a great show planned for you today, but first to forecast from our intellectualradio.com weather center today. Cloudy with on and off flurries. It will melt on impact, so no accumulation. A little warm, high 36 degrees tonight. Mostly cloudy and a little warm, low 30 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy again with a mixture of showers and light snow. Chilly but doable, high 34 degrees. Tomorrow night, cloudy, flurries, nippy, low 29 degrees. Wednesday, partly sunny. However, overcast at times, high 36 degrees. Thursday, partly sunny, cloudy at times, warm 36 degrees. And Friday, cloudy, fog in some areas because of the mist in the air and warm, so be careful out there, high 37 degrees. Saturday, cloudy with afternoon on and off flurries and warm, high 37 degrees. Sunday, partly cloudy and warm, high 38 degrees. So far, we are seeing a warmer than usual temperatures in Chicago in January, and some forecasters are predicting an unusual warm winter in the Midwest. So you're only weeks away, and guess what? Groundhog Day is on Saturday, so you never know. Spring could come early. The Drive at 5 is part of the new Monday night lineup, starting with Becoming Dateable at 11 a.m., Battle Talk Radio at noon, One Sister to Another at 4 p.m., Warrior Talk at 6 p.m., New Black Leadership Coalition at 7 p.m., The Great Entrepreneurs at 8, and The Chronicles of Rom at 9 p.m. And a shout-out to Rachel's at the roll um vision sunglasses i know i butchered that everyday shades for every season and also marlboro foster and the crew over there on on the scenes.com yes i messed it up i think it's at the roll so i think it it is Either way, the Drive at Five is also part of the fabulous Five at Five, only on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station. Tonight, my guest is the president and co-founder of the Black History Month Awareness Club, celebrating 22nd annual community-wide Black History Month on Saturday, February 8th. From 2 p.m. all the way until 5 p.m. at Bolingbrook High School Auditorium, on the intellectual line, please give a drive at five. Welcome to President Bernard Winston. Welcome to the drive, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to uh, be on your show today. Like you said, hey, the weather is fine and dandy, and uh, just blessed to be glad in it. <laughs> Thank you. Please give intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station your background. Okay, personal? Um, it could be personal, um, but also professional as well. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So um uh Bernard Winston, uh currently the the uh the president and also the co founder of the Bolingbrook Black History Month Awareness Club right here in Bolingbrook, Illinois. Um that is, in terms, I call it my five to nine. My nine to five, I am a life and financial advisor for my company, which is uh, Twin Benefits and Financial Solutions. Uh, we're specializing in the life and retirement planning for uh, individuals uh, across the Chicagoland area. 
but in terms again my 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 passion is is uh to give it back to the community also first and foremost um a member of alpha Phi alpha fraternity incorporated one 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 nine <laughs> and as a fraternity so, uh we we like to give give back to uh to the organization uh our community and uh, like i said it's just it's just a passion that i that i always have had since I was a little kid, and um, uh, thought I'd bring it back right here in the Bolingbrook, and um, that's a little bit about myself. Okay, tell us about your event coming up on February eighth. Okay, so <clears throat> this in the twenty second annual, and we've actually have had it in Bolingbrook High School. Um, for like the last 15, 15 years, but uh, it's a a free community-wide event. So what I mean by that is that we actually have a program, um, which we'll discuss that in, in, in terms of community, but the program is free. It's free food, free entertainment. Um, it's, for, it's a family event. It's a family event that we have here at the high school and um we we in terms also um invite local community members as well uh, as far as our surrounding areas is like Romeoville, uh Plainfield, Naperville, Woodridge, Lyle. But in terms, you know, this 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 is a, a free community in which we have right here in Bolingbrook. Uh, most people don't realize but Bolingbrook is one of the most um a uh, few of the most diverse cities that we we have uh, right here in the we like to celebrate uh also like to educate not in terms just just entertain but in terms just educate individuals as why we we celebrate you know important uh uh factors in which we have for for many of many many of years so I'm just glad that I have the, have the opportunity to uh, have, have this particular event, and, and this is one of Bolingbrook's largest African-American events right here in Bolingbrook. Well, also in Bolingbrook, you have an increased number of Africans that's, that stay out there. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, me and my, my well, my, my I've been in Bolingbrook since 1980, and back then was um, was probably before your time. But for those that remember old Chicago, old Chicago is right here in Bolingbrook, and um, because of the the fact that it's more multicultural, that a lot of individuals from the city. From the north side, from north side, uh, they're always coming back. They're always back. And um, I just thought when I graduated from from high school, I, I did go to the college in, in uh, New Jersey and came, you know, during that opportunity to come back. And um, Bolingbrook is just one of those, those particular towns that you want your child to grow up. And um, I've seen so many individuals that actually have moved away and um, they started having kids. They started to come on back uh, because this this is a really talented event. 
Okay, what inspired you to organize such an event for the Bolingbrook community? Going on um, 22nd years of having this event, what what inspired you to do it? Okay, so myself, Bernard Winston, uh, the other founders, uh, Felix George was actually a Bolingbrook trustee at the time, and um, the other founder, uh, Anita Conte-Cardi. I grew up in Bolingbrook. Anita grew up in Bolingbrook. And Felix, actually, is an older gentleman, also has actually lived in Bolingbrook for so, so many years. So while growing up in middle school, was a high school uh, district, I noticed in the that we did not have this in place while I was growing up. So when I had an opportunity to graduate from college and come back home, at that time I was a party promoter. When I came back home, um, could you, you know, hold that back. hold that thought for one second? Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have more with President and Co-Founder for the Black History Month. Right after this. intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadioStation. On the intellectual line, we have the founder of Black History Awareness Month Club celebrating 22nd annual community-wide Black History Month this Saturday, February 8th from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. at Bolingbrook High School Auditorium, where we left you at is what inspired you to organize such an event for the Bolingbroke community. You can continue, sir. Okay. All right. So as I was indicating uh, to you is that um, when I came back home from college, um, I had an opportunity to meet up with these uh, other two individuals, obviously my, my, my business partners. We actually, at that time, uh, decided to form um, uh, the, the Bolingbroke Black History Month Awareness Club. And uh, like I said, we, we, we felt the need of having it because at the time, in regards to African-Americans uh, celebrating anything in Bolingbroke. So, of course, we, we went to the mayor, um, uh, Roger Reclair, uh, at the time. Uh, he's still is the mayor. Day one, he actually has supported our organization from day one, which was our supporter, and um, told him the, the idea that we had. And um, 22 years later, he's still supporting, and um, we're, we're going strong. 22 years in um, um, doing this particular event within our community. Can you explain the importance of not only celebrating, but knowing the history of African Americans past and present? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, 
it is extremely, extremely important to, to, to realize, you know, uh, actually this, this, this theme is actually 400 years in the making. And um, this last couple of years, you've actually have had uh, an honored. Hello? Reverend Jess Jack. He actually was one of our recipients, war recipients, in, and uh, he came into Bolingbrook. And the fact that a lot of children uh, within our community have never, never seen him before. So it was an honor to have him in Bolingbrook. It was an honor for him to, to, touch, to touch the kids and so that the kids can see a individual that has done so much within within or for African Americans itself. Uh, last year, we actually had actually had one of the founders for um, the Tuskegee Airmen. Last year, he was uh, taking height taking and to another level. So, Bill Norwood was actually one of the Tuskegee Airmen that actually was still living. So we, we were honored. We, we were honored to have him. And I believe he was celebrating 96, uh, 95 years um, of, of being with us. So that, that, was, that was a great honor uh, to have one of the Tuskegee Airmen um, celebrating uh, Black History Month program with us. Um, this year, honorees actually will be Bill. Uh, Billy Billy Williams is actually a retired um, baseball player that actually played 16 years major league baseball, and we we, we just like to like to honor those that are still with us because you know they actually have set the platform for these new generation of entertainers, uh, uh, athletes. So it's important to always respect for those that actually have paved the way um, and honor them in every respect as possible. So how can organizations like yours be a teacher or an influencer in Black History Month in their own communities? Well, first and foremost, um, you, you you have to have the passion. If you don't have the passion of doing something to love, it, it's not for everyone. So for some reason, a lot of individuals that, that, that assume um, creating a not-for-profit organization means that you have the ability to get all these major sponsors to fund your organization in which that's not the case. It, it takes it takes a very long time and knowing that you basically give up your time. Giving up your time away from your family, giving away your, your the time from your job. Um, but really just having that you know, having that passion and once you have that passion you, you have to find individuals of like mind that see the same vision that you know, see the same vision that you have. And to me, collectively, if you have those two steps in place, um, and also the backing of your community, um, it's 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 it's, a, it's wide open. 
We hear less and less of the Black National Anthem lift every voice and sing in our community and everyday lives to the point where we have a generation that don't know we have a Black National Anthem. How can we get to our roots in knowing the Black National Anthem in our community, schools, or or being a part of our everyday lives in the Black community or celebrating Black history? Uh, again, I think that is more <clears throat> awareness, meaning such programs as Bolingbroke Black History Awareness Event. As a matter of fact, we open up with the with that with that that anthem. We have both the standard anthem as well as our anthem, first and foremost. And then, you know, on top of that, in our program book, we actually have the wording. Of it, and I know it, 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 it's something in which we should implement. I mean, we love to implement this information in in the school system, um, in you know, in in the churches. But in sometimes that can get a little, little tricky sometimes when when, it, when you're talking of inputting uh, information such as that in a in a public sector per, no, per But day. do you but, think that they ignore the the black national anthem even with some black events they they don't have it they have the other national anthem but they don't include the black national anthem um and less and less schools are they they kind of like pick and choose the um the national anthem they don't know the history behind it they don't know if there is a short version and a long version but we all grew up to the short version but there are also a short and a long version of lift every voice and sing so my question remains is kind of like you're saying we have to practice it but how can we practice lift every voice and sing and people kind of like disregard it, even in our own culture. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. But again, that, that in terms, um, it starts from the home. And I, I think in the 20th century going forward, um, it's, it's something in which we, we should be teaching our children, you know, at home. Whether you know it's, it's the Black National Anthem, whether it's the Black culture, whether it is uh, financial literacy, there there are a lot of topics, a lot of a lot of subjects in, in which uh, we, as individuals uh, within our culture, that we get shortchanged because of the fact that we it's, it's it's fair, but again, it's it's something in which I know that my parents had. In, in terms of embarking that information to me. Uh, but again, it's, it's something with which you have to start from home and, uh, uh, and it's something in which we have to cultivate our, our, our own communities and, and having this, this, this information within, within, within the, uh, the churches. Uh, I, I know that it's not going to get to the school level because, you know, again, it's, it's, Political that they're not going to have actually have that. 
how can we get back to our roots in passing the torch of black history knowledge to the next generation and making sure that knowledge is passed on to the next generation, to the next generation? Organizations like yours is few and far between, but how are you going to make sure that it's passed on like legacy between this generation and that generation? Well, I'm kind of old school. So um, I think that we, we, we have to, to, to get more innovative uh, to where it, to, to where it, 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 it uh, creating an app, creating apps, creating shorter versions, uh, like I said, we, we don't read textbooks anymore. I think is is pretty much going forward. Whether it's whether it's an app application, we in terms just have to be really creative. Um, this new generation is a like my kids. You know, I still read the Bible. I still got the big. Read Old Testament, New Testament Bible. They're pulling out the iPads, right? And looking at the reading the iPad. So we have to get more uh, innovative um, in creating more ideas where it's more attractive to the younger generation uh, in that respect. Black history has centuries of ancestral history as we move forward to another decade. What would you like the next generation of legacy of Black History Month to focus on like sports, education, and entertainment? Again, it's it's, it's an idea where they have to teach um, or allow them to, to understand that first, this is 400 years in the making. So, <clears throat> serving with our sisters have actually have preserved for us, allowing them to teach and educate their children um, in regards of past history. I think it concerns we just touch we just touch one. That one's gonna touch another. Uh, in in the regards of keeping the history preserved and not losing information as far as how our ancestors, what our ancestors have you know have done to um, allow us continue on with black history. You are listening to intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station. On the intellectual line is president and co-founder of the Black History Month Awareness Club, President Bernard Winston. Please give intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station where they can get more information regarding black history awareness. Okay, that'll be uh, a website, which is uh, www. You can advertise um, any anyone that you like. Yeah, 
uh, first and foremost, I'd like to, to, to give, uh, you know, thanks to my, my board members, uh, which is the uh, Vice President um, Denise Haywood, our Executive Director, uh, Anita Cotill Creek, as well as our Director Sherry Ransom. Again, our program, uh, Bolenberg High School, you can find information on our website, which is uh, BolenbergBlackHistory.com. Uh, in the interest of uh, our keynote speaker, opening prayer, uh, national anthem, the uh, uh, performance by Daryl Van Leer, which is which which will be uh, portraying uh, individuals such as Dr. Martin Luther King, Thurgood Marshall, uh, Booker T. Washington. Uh, we're going to have a uh, attorney sorority show there. Uh, the Generation Dance Group, which is an African-American uh, ballet group that, that will be there. Uh, we have a, uh, a tribute to Harry Stuckman. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's a free event uh, here at Bolenberg High School in 2 to 4. Next up. All right. Well, thank you. And... Um, we'll have the event posted up on intellectualradio.com, Black Events Calendar, and um, Black Products and Black Services, courtesy of our executive producer, Earl Winfrey. So thank you so much. Have a good one, and good luck to your event, okay? Don't be a stranger to the drive at 5. This time we will have you in studio, okay, sir? Okay, we'll do. We'll make that happen. Thank you, sir. When we come back on The Drive at 5 on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station, the founder of Sisters Pride Soap and Body Company, Teresa Robinson, after this break.
are back on The Drive at 5 on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station. She is the founder of Sister Pride Soap and Body Company. Please give a Drive at 5 welcome to Teresa Robinson. Welcome to The Drive. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. Um, she comes in and say, hey. Hey. You know, yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Please give intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station your background. My name is Teresa Robinson. I am a trained science teacher, licensed science teacher in the state of Illinois, but I currently work in teacher education and teacher preparation. But my background in science and biology um, has led me to something that gives me joy um, to do, which is to make uh, soap and healthcare products. And I started doing this out of a need for my daughter who had severe eczema. And I found that there were very few products on the line that um, the market that would meet her needs and so my background in science and love of all things creative uh, led me to experiment which is what scientists do um, to find good formulas and I found some things that work for her and I started to give them as gifts for my family at the holiday time and after about three to four years of doing that for my family um, I was encouraged by my brother-in-law that he thought the products were so good that I should share them with others. So I launched officially November of 2019 um, with my products that I have. So that's a little about me. <laughs> so what was the aha moment that you say, hmm, I'm on to something here. I can make soap out of this. You said your daughter has severe eczema. Yes. and. As a scientist, and, and by the way, kudos to you because there's few and far between chemists and scientists that's African-American and female and stuff like that. So congratulations. So when when was the, I'm on to something here and I'm going to continue it to make soap products? It's a good question. The aha moment was last Christmas, actually, when my brother-in-law, who um, is a businessman and an entrepreneur, um, got very excited about the package that I had put together for my family at, at Christmas time. I had one for each of the women in my family that had a candle, soap, few different soap products, um, body oil, a couple other things, and I had packaged it really nicely. And I guess it was the look in his eye and his excitement with really pushing me. So that really was, it wasn't an aha moment internally. It was more of an aha moment, the excitement in my... In a business way or, you know, in, like, like, okay, I know this this product is working for my daughter, my product, this product is working for my family. Well, the products were working for my daughter. That there was no really aha moment for that. It's just they worked. You know, I, it was a need. It was a necessity for but did her. Did you carefully monitor? The, I mean, oh, of, of course. I mean, it worked for her. They worked for her. My family um, were more encouraging once every year because I would only make soap. To make soap is a long process that involves harsh chemicals that are dangerous. And so I only made them once a year. And I would make enough for my my daughter to have. And I would make them for Christmas gifts. And 
they were asking for the products mid-year. And that's when I knew that I was onto something. So there is a lot of soap products that's out there. What separates you from the other natural, organic? What, I haven't got to the question yet. That's a good question. I'm ready to answer that. I'm ready to answer that. Okay. What makes what, me different? Yeah, what makes you different? What makes me different is that I take time to experiment with the formula to create something, and I test it like all scientists test things before I give it to anyone. And if it doesn't work or if it doesn't come out well, I scrap it. So who you use as a guinea pig uh, for this? My my daughter is a test tester, my mom, my family members, friends. Um, and, and if they say something, well, this, I, I like this fragrance or I, I like this, you know, scent or this wasn't strong enough, then I reformulate. So what sets me apart is that I take time to develop the formulas that I use to create and using different oils and butters and different essential oils. So um, I'm a, I'm a black-owned. There are not many black uh, soapers now. There are some in the Chicagoland area, but there are they're, they're just a few of us. Um, but it is something that is a traditional African-American. I, I do know in my family the soap making has been passed down um, through my family. Which um, is? Uh, my family. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. My family is in Mississippi in a very small town that most people don't know about, Silver Creek. Mississippi and Monticello, Mississippi, and my great aunts, my father. Oh, um, they know how to cook down there. They know how to cook and they know how to make soap. <laughs> oh, okay. And so I have great aunts who've talked about when they made soap um, because there were no uh, stores to buy soap when you lived in the country. So they made their soap. So it is something that African Americans engage in and have historically engaged in. And so I feel really connected to my family, my roots, um, my my black self, who I am, and carrying on something um, that is um, healthy for our skin. Our skin is the largest organ on our bodies. So you, we want to be careful what we put on our skin and absorb in our skin. So that's what sets me apart. African Americans have to deal with ash. <laughs> uh, I have questions. <laughs> not everyone knows what ash is, so that's why I thought it was funny. We know what ash is, but I do often have to explain to some of my oh, other okay. brothers go, and sisters. Go, go, go to the Caucasian explanation of ash. Explain ash. I spl explain ash as a, a dry skin and, and look that comes over our skin when it's not moisturized that looks like the ash from coals. <laughs> so I tell them ash. Very dry skin because of the cold. What type of soap would you recommend to help curb the rough skin and ash? Especially, let's say you have tough skin. You know, let's say you work on a car or you work outside um, for the city or work outside, period. Or you're a hard laborer or something mm -hmm. like that. And it's like no matter, you know, they say, okay, I'll just put some Vaseline. And they're still ashy. It's kind of like this. You, you uh, a prime example. Let's say you comb your hair, you brush your hair, right? And then like 
you walk away. You said, okay, I look fly now. And then you walk away and then you turn back. What the hell just, right? you, you know? Yeah. So, and that's the same thing with some people with, with their soap. skins, mm-hmm. with soap. So what would you recommend? I would recommend a soap like this bar, which is, uh, it has a lemon essential oil. It's made with shea butter. You can hold it up. It's made with shea butter. It's made with coconut oil. It's made with almond oil and olive oil. So and, and you can smell the scent as soon as you grab it. You can? Yeah. You can yeah. smell it. That's yeah. lemon. Yeah, you can smell the lemon. Flavor. And that little those little dots are poppy seeds. Poppy seeds. This is unique. So the poppy seeds serve as a natural exfoliant. So we do regenerate cells daily. So we want to slough that off sometimes. But it's gentle and it's natural, um, the poppy seed. So I would recommend a soap that is made with no chemicals. Because it's the chemicals that actually dry out our skin. And I I don't want to mention any names, but any commercial bought soap I mean we have to be careful with the term all natural because there's very few guidelines about what natural can you explain that so natural 100% natural this soap is 100% natural because there are no fragrances which are synthetic scents chemically made scents it's made with an essential oil an essential oil is that which is derived from a plant or an herb so this one is, 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 is made with lemongrass. That's a natural plant that the oil is derived from. There's no colorants, so there's no dyes. So that's what's natural about this. Now, this is a soap that cannot technically be called 100% natural. Why? Because there's some colorants in it. Although I add a very small amount, it still has colorants in it. Okay. To and give it that orange color. And what's this called? Um, I, it's, I call it grape mint. It's fragrance with the grapefruit and mint. Yeah, you can smell the fragrance. The essential oil. Okay. <laughs> so there's a little color, so I can't, and I would not say to anyone who purchased this that this is 100% natural because it has some colorants in it. This is 100% natural. Because there's no colorants and no fragrances. Okay. So that's the difference. So let's say I have tough skin. So you recommend the lemon bar. Now, you also mentioned about the soap. Of course, we're not going to name products. But there's like, it's kind of like this. Online and on social media, they basically say, you know, this soaps is good. They're they're moving less and less towards the bar soap and more towards the liquid soap. So they said that's less. I mean, it, it's is it the same chemicals in there than a bar soap? There or? are and there are natural liquid soaps. The process is different to make a bar soap than a liquid soap. Now, I encourage people to use bar soap because there's less I, there's less packaging. There's there's no extra waste that we're adding into the environment. 
liquid soaps, you're disposing of the plastic and buying another one, unless you're going to refill it, which some people do. But you have to be very conscious about using that. But a liquid soap uses a different process. There's three main processes to make soap. One is called cold process. These are cold processed soaps. It takes four to six weeks for this soap to cure in order for us to be able to use it. A hot process soap, you're going to combine a lye water with the oils and butters and use a crock pot and stir it and stir it. And that soap will cure in about two weeks. And then there's melt and pour. Those are solid that you just melt in the microwave. Add your fragrance, add your color, add your essential oil, put it in a mold, and it's ready as soon as it comes out of the mold. So liquid soap uses a hot process. And it's a labor-intensive process to make liquid soap, actually. Um, so the difference is more environmental as it relates to a bar versus having a liquid soap that you're going to continually buy a plastic bottle and add to the plastic waste that's in our oceans. And we want to be careful about that, especially living in one of the largest sources of fresh water in the world, Lake Michigan. So we have access in Chicago to fresh water that other people don't have. And so we want to be careful about the amount of plastics that we put. So I advocate for us to use black bar soap. Now, how can you train your skin to adapt to a natural or organic soap product? How, how can you train? I'm, I'm used to, like, let's say liquid soap. Okay. You hop in the shower, you do this and do that, and you're done. With bar soap, you got to grab the soap, and then it's like sometimes, you know, they say if you're a guy, <laughs> don't drop the soap. So, it, right. you know, you, you got to hold it, and yeah. you got to, it, yeah. it's more work to it. So, how can you train your body? It's training your mind to do what's right for the environment. Because it's just a habit that you've developed. Before we had liquid soap, we used bar soap. So how do you train your skin to adapt to it? Your skin will respond to what works for your skin. Everyone is unique. Every human is unique. And so there are some people who might say, um, I've had too many people say some things don't work on their skin, my products, because if I do use a colorant, it's very minimal. Um, or there's none. So I've had... Many people say I need to, oh, that one didn't work for me. It's finding what works best for you. So you're a chemist. I'm uh, not a chemist. A scientist, okay. I'm a science educator. Okay, science educator. With a degree in biology. A degree in biology. So you can look at somebody's skin, right? Mm -hmm. And you can tell what a person needs, right? Sometimes. Okay, so look at my skin. You have good skin. Uh, it's oh. with supple. Well, don't touch me unless you really mean it. So <laughs> it's supple. It's a little ashy, but that's okay. I didn't bring my well, Wow, body. you just bust me out on television say I'm a little ashy. Just a little. <laughs> so what I've would seen you, worse. Uh, <laughs> what would you recommend since I'm a little ashy? You have seems like good skin to me. Okay. You have you have your face, you know, so our our body has different types of skin in different places. So mm -hmm. for your hands would be one thing, but there might be others who want something. For example, this is an oatmeal bar. This okay. is a hundred percent natural, mm -hmm. no colorants and no fragrances. Mm -hmm. So this smells like nothing, <laughs> but oatmeal. I can smell, but I also 
there's nothing there. Yeah. There's no fragrance. Now, that is for someone, which I don't think you have very sensitive skin, but if you had sensitive skin, um, that whole oats that are in there are going to naturally exfoliate your skin. If you can't have harsh chemicals on your skin or your body, that's the bar for you. This is one of my best sellers for most people because it's going to provide the moisture in our skin that we need through the coconut. Now, this bar has cocoa butter in it. It's made with cocoa butter, almond oil, almond oil, shea butter, and olive oil. So this is one of the higher-end bars, and it's great for the face. Now, I would use that on my face, but not necessarily for the whole body. But for your hands and your body, you might want something like this. Now, this bar, I'll ask you what you think it smells like. A little rosemary? or You have a good nose. Oh. It's actually lavender, but okay. there are there is a little rosemary on top. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. And a little poppy seed, I see. Right little there. poppy seed, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that would be a good bar for your body. And when you bathe in these bar soaps, because they're made with essential oils, they actually absorb into your skin. Okay. Which all soaps do. That's why we should be careful about what we put on our body. So let's say, like I said before, every day you hop in the shower and... You you put on your Vaseline and stuff like that. No, it, I don't use Vaseline. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, <laughs> just say for the average person, and sometimes they use like, um, like Aquaphor, um, or let's say lotion, like cocoa butter lotion, cocoa butter, the generic version, so okay. that you get at, you know, stores, right? Like Walgreens. <laughs> um. So, but you're saying, okay, I use the product. But you're saying I'm still a little bit ashy. It's like you can tell, but you can't tell. Do I look ashy? No, you just look black. Right. So (laughs) what I use in the morning, my regimen. Well, you can hold your hand up. If I use my soap in the morning Mm -hmm. and then I use my body butter Mm -hmm. that's made with shea butter, coconut oil, and castor oil, Mm -hmm. and I slather that all over my body, Mm -hmm. I'm not ashy still. All day. Okay. So, so most commercial lotions are made with some amount of water. So what does water do when it hits the air? It dries. Right. So if you're putting something that has water in it on your skin, it's going to dry. My products have no added waters. So now tell me this. This is the biggest thing that's going on on Facebook, on any social media outlet, they're promoting um, black soap. Is it good to use black soap? If so, what's some of the good effects of using black soap on products? They said because African-American skin is different texture on face, they said use it for the whole body. And, And they're basically saying, but for some people, they're not differentiating because... I can use black soap all over my body. I can use black soap on my face and my body. Mm -hmm. My daughter cannot use black soap. So just because we're all African American or black means that we all have the same type skin. So we all have to find what works for us. What works best for all of us is to have a natural product. But even within a natural product like black soap, which is in general good, it's a good product. It's one of 
the natural one of the first soaps that we were making it's made from uh sometimes uh, dried plantain skins which gives it that black color um there's no additives but someone like my daughter still can't use black soap but in general it's a good product i can use black soap face body she can okay so you're saying black soap is good but not yes, good for everyone. everyone so again like i said before it depends on your skin but a lot right. of people say i can use it yes and so it's a good soap it's good i find it to be we like to have soap that lathers most people like a good lather in their soap mm -hmm. what makes a good lather is coconut oil coconut oil makes a good lather when you make soap with it if you have too much coconut oil it can be drying because the oil even though it's an oil kind of counterintuitive but it can be drying black soap in general is not drying so it's good for us but not everyone <laughs> so describe some of your products i know you got some oils here can you describe your oil this is a hair and body you can, you can hold, hold it up this is a hair and body oil okay and it is infused if you look in there that's calendula calendula has is is a is a plant it has a flowering plant so it has a flower on it but it's actually it actually has cleansing and disinfecting properties so this is a can hair you that? cleansing and disinfected properties disinfecting means to clean right to to clean naturally a plant that has that property so we tend to think about a disinfectant as something like um lysol um bleach things that are going to remove infectious germs that's what disinfecting means so this but plant as as far as your hair is concerned well we have build up and there's all types of little things flying around in the hair and are we sweat <laughs> we go to the gym okay. we're around all these different people you know there's toxins in the air there's smoke and smog from cars all those things get trapped in our skin and our hair so if I want to moisturize my hair with something that has some disinfecting properties and cleansing properties, um, this is a hair and body oil that can be used in both. So I, I want to put something in my hair that is also going to act as a cleanser and disinfecting. Not that it's going to clean your hair like a shampoo. That's totally different. So okay. this has um, some lavender in it, and we know that lavender has some great calming properties. So if you wanted to massage your body with this, there's going to be some value that the lavender adds to this. And then there's some rose petals, and we know that rose petals have lots of other properties to them. You have another oil? Now this one is just, um, I don't have my glasses, olive, grapeseed, almond, avocado, jojoba, castor oil, coconut, vitamin E, and no added. Because different people want different things. So some people don't want that, and some do. So. <laughs> and you also have some other soaps. The, these, Can you hold it up? Sure. These are some that were special, specially made for a baby um, shower. They are lightly colored. 
Um, but they use a different mold. These are more bar soap. These are made in the shape of a baby rattle. And these are made with olive oil infused with um, calendula and lavender. So they are safe enough for a baby, even though they're for a baby What about shower. a newborn? You said baby. Newborn, yes. Newborn, okay. Yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't probably use the ones with the colorants, even though it's lightly colored. I would not put anything artificial on a newborn's but skin. But how would a parent know? They say baby organic. Oh, this is good. I'm going to get it. We have to educate ourselves, and that's why I'm here. Okay, so get this one that's clear with, right, the, right. with the foot on it. Right. You know. It's made like a baby's foot. Right, right. And this with the right. teddy bear right here. Yes, so, that so. one would be better. Okay. <laughs> They're pastel colors. You don't have to market uh, okay <laughs> so please give intellectualradio.com slash iheart radio station where they can get a hold of your products how they can get in contact with you you can it's sisters with an s s-i-s-t-e-r-s sisters pride soap dot com sisters pride soap dot com is the website and the website is just for information um you can contact me through email which is sisters pride soap at gmail.com and i have an instagram page and it is sisters underscore pride yeah. underscore soap also. i was just about to say sister pride but you got us on the yeah. underscore thing. underscore i got right, you right sisters underscore pride underscore soap sisters pride soap on instagram follow me on instagram follow me on facebook and um yeah and you can always inbox me you can message me you can email me for your oh this is the other product that i didn't talk about and Go i'll ahead. leave you the, very, oh, you can have quickly. that one what is it it's a loofah for your heels or your feet and elbows oh okay and it has soap in it you can have those okay it's a loofah earl <laughs> so you don't so. look impressed earl yeah, he's going to try it. You're going <laughs> to smooth out those rough heels. Uh, okay. And um, and is it scented? It is. Oh, okay. It is. Cool. So um, a surprise for you. So we're going to hook you up with Black Products and Black Services. It's a associate with intellectualradio.com. So you can advertise Yay! 365 days out of the year. Whenever you want to advertise, it's there. We're going to hook you up to advertise your Thank products you. courtesy of Earl Winfrey. And if you have an event, we're also going to hook you up with Black Events as well. So, nice. You know what? You get uh, another soap for that. <laughs> this is lemon. Now, now, see. That's a good one. Earl's going to say, why are you giving him the soap? Because You're going to share with him. You're going to share with him. <laughs> okay. And this one is made. I know we're off, but this is right. this is made Very with frankincense and myrrh, so it's kind of my masculine smell. You oh, all are divided okay. amongst yourselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's going to do it for us on The Drive at 5 on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station. Thanks to Earl Winfrey, our executive producer. Wonder who's behind the scenes. You guys have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.